Hello and welcome to Pump the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host Tobias Wogon and I'm talking here with Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country or from gravel to road racing. And today I'm talking to Cynthia Fraser, who's just on the last stretch of a super successful ultra gravel racing season. In this episode, she will explain us what exactly gravel ultra racing is and what she experienced during the races of Badlands or the Unbound Gravel. And of course, she will give us a quick overlook about next season and what plans she has on her list. Hey, Cynthia. Many thanks. Hey, um, how are you? <laughs> to take the time to do the podcast with us. I'm really good, but how are you and where are you? I am doing super good this morning. I am in Virginia in the United States and uh, we've got a nice fall day. It's really pretty out about 20C, so a nice morning here. That sounds really good. And you're just back from a from another race where you won successfully the um yeah, the multi was it a multi-stage or a multi-day race? multi-stage multi-day they were it's basically one stage per day uh that, ah, okay. that was the race yeah okay so what you are doing is ultra gravel racing and could you please exp explain what exactly is ultra endurance um gravel racing ultra endurance gravel racing is riding your bike for a long time on a mixed surface so mostly gravel or depending on the race, there may be some single track, there may be a good bit of road. It just depends on where in the world you are. And sometimes there's more, depending on the race director, there is more single track or there mm -hmm. are more, you know, gnarly gravel roads, which I prefer. Uh, that's essentially the basis of ultra racing. Ultra races though can go from, I don't know, 24 hours to things like 10 or 20 days depending on what you're looking at mm -hmm. and um, how do you prepare for such such races because yeah especially when it's a one-day race or a 10-day race there's a, a different preparation for it I, I guess yeah I think for me I may do it against the grain or against what most people might think you would do uh, you prepare just sort of like you would for any race or or uh, at least in the u.s we have gravel races that you know we've got the unbound 200 and so mm -hmm. it's not quite that far off of training wise for something that's like one or two or three days i find myself doing a lot of really big days maybe 10 to 14 hour days uh, once or twice a month and i think that those big days help just getting that fatigue and in your legs and knowing what it feels like to kind of push past a regular ride. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, I just ride. Sometimes I'll do some training specific workouts. Uh, but I think most of the riding I do, I end up getting those sprint efforts or those climb efforts that you might do in a workout in my normal ride. So it just depends on how I'm feeling and Okay. I kind of make it up as I go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was on the bike side. And how is the training on the body side? Because especially when you're riding unbound or bad lanes, 
these are such tough races and such tough terrain. Are you training specially for your back or for your for your body to uh, to keep up with the with the challenges? Yeah, definitely. I I do a lot of weightlifting and sort of like um, dynamic movement exercises a couple times a week when I'm not really racing a lot more in the winter just to make sure that my core is super strong and that my arms can handle the intense you know bumps and also just like maneuvering the bike being able to get over obstacles so that's a good for anyone that's considering even gravel racing a little bit of strength goes a long way yeah okay and if you have a um, short race there is a lot of physical stuff going into a race but if you have long race there is there's a lot of mental games and um, you you have to be really really strong on the mental side as well so what is a big challenge on ultra distance uh, gravel races is i think the there are a lot of mental challenges <laughs> when it comes to ultra racing <laughs> i think that the thing that's obviously the hardest is just to keep going when you want to stop i think that for me is the hardest i will give myself mileage goals like okay i can stop at this mileage and it may not be until mile 300 and that's tough on the mind uh, but if you can you know if you can push through if you can coach yourself and a lot of self-talk i mean it'd be outward i'm not like i talking to myself while riding but i'm thinking it i'm going through the process of like well if you want to get to the finish you need to do this and so self-talk is super important i think positivity is also really important and a lot of Actually, I noticed a lot of ultra racers are super positive people. I've rarely come across one who's like negative or complains. <laughs> I think you just have to be a positive person to endure something like an ultra race, even if it's just a one day, 24 hour race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're if you're complaining in your normal life, I mean, there's a lot of complaint in the, <laughs> in, the in the ultra race, I think. <laughs> Um, especially when you're tired and uh, you have technical problems or all that stuff, so it's, I think it's pretty pretty easy to uh, to quit the race and not, and not continue. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and you'll see a lot of ultra people like things happen, life happens, and you'll like I don't know at Unbound 200 or Unbound 350 XL. Like I think maybe. 400 or sorry, 40 people finished out of like 130. The, the first year I did it. So that's okay. like a, a, a small, very small percentage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy. And mm -hmm. the other guys are just, just stopped and, and go to the bar or what, what they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There may be some people that are actually still racing that go to the bar. That happened at Badlands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So talking about Badlands, um, could you please explain the, the special format of uh, of Badlands or what, what is Badlands what is special on Badlands yeah Badlands is an ultra cycling race in the south of Spain that starts in Granada and it's 700 and this year it was 780k with 15,000 meters so a lot of climbing over what is a long distance um, amount of miles but still more elevation than you would normally see mm -hmm. and it actually goes through the only desert in uh, the entire Europe which is pretty neat uh, so it's a very dry and hot mm -hmm. race and it's the winners do in two to three days depending on men versus women um, 
yeah, so it's an ultra cycling race that's pretty tough. It's one of the more hard races and also more well-known. It's almost like the unbound uh, of Europe in terms of ultra cycling. But it's it's the unbound of Europe, but it's completely different, right? I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's especially different, (laughs) (laughs) especially especially unbound has so many people um, starting. Mm. How many people started at Badlands? I want to say, but maybe 250 started. So yeah, a lot like <laughs> 2000 or 2500 versus 250 is definitely <laughs> a, a huge difference for sure. When you see the the pictures of uh, Badlands on your Instagram page, it's, I mean, it's a real desert and it looks super beautiful, but there is, there is nothing but, but heat. So mm. how do you how do you eat in this race? How do you drink in this race and not get uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a hard question. It's it's easy but it's also tough. Yeah, eating and drinking when you're hot is something that I think you have to practice. I know that a lot of people that came from cooler climates struggle a bit with that kind of thing. Yeah. Luckily where I live, it's in the summertime it's 90 degrees so i think i don't know maybe that's like 35 c and it's humid so it's even more challenging than maybe spain because it's the humidity causes a whole different ball game so i actually practice eating during those um you know that so i was more accustomed to it and that's just all goes into your training you know what you try and what you do to to be better on race day Mm. but i had a hard time probably Uh, almost 20 hours into the race i i actually had a hard time keeping food down i threw up i just basically was eating food that was too dry and i just couldn't i tried to eat it couldn't keep it down and so then for the next maybe like 12 hours i was dealing with some nausea which is super tough and i know a lot of people have that problem i definitely struggled at times with water i would blast past a water fountain in a town because I wanted to stay ahead or I was with a a good group and I I paid for it later. There were a few times where I was fully out of water or I was almost out of water and I was like taking one sip at a time to just make that water last as long as possible. Um, So I I learned very the hard way (laughs) that any chance you can get water in the desert, you should get it no matter what. But I heard that you have some really good tips and tricks with uh, yellow Fanta, I think. <laughs> yeah, orange Fanta. Orange yeah, Fanta, um, yeah. sorry. <laughs> orange Fanta. I, people, so uh, I, I had an orange Fanta. I chugged it at the very last stop in the nighttime before I left. And I, I unfortunately w- was one of those things I threw up. And so I, I don't think I'll ever drink or- orange Fanta again. And <laughs> now on Instagram, everyone is tagging me in their orange Fanta uh, stories. I'm like, I can't see that. I don't want to look at that. That brings back <laughs> bad memories. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's uh, funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, with just 200 people starting these long races... Are you riding mostly alone, especially when you're in the in the leading group, or are you are you racing in a group? So how does it work? I think it really depends with races that are either climbing or really flat. At Badlands, there's so much elevation. You sort of have to go your own pace. 
I found that every once in a while I was riding with another person who was similar in speed to me. Mm-hmm. I, I was about top 15 overall the whole time. And so I was finding that there would be a, a guy who I would ride with. But then something would happen. Maybe they or would be a steep section and they would pass me or they would go <coughs> faster. Um, and so a lot of the time I was alone. But there were a couple times where I was with somebody. And those are nice. You know, you, you even if you don't speak the same language as them, you still <laughs> are suffering together. And, and you know, everyone knows what it's like to have a buddy to yeah. suffer with, no matter who they are. It's it 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 feels like there's a little bit of uh, like camaraderie there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but this is completely different to um, um, to. Oh, I forgot the name of the uh, US race. Yeah, Unbound. Unbound yeah, it's sorry. super yeah. different from Unbound. Yeah, it's okay. It is so different. I was with people almost the whole time this yeah. past year at Unbound. It's so much more flat. Mm-hmm. It, there are a lot of rollers, like kickers. That I mean, you can, you can, you know, you, you can look at the elevation profile and you're like, oh, it looks flat. It's not flat. But if you're in a group and everyone is working together or everyone has similar speeds, then you know, you're able to stay together because it's not like you're doing a 45-minute climb. You're doing like 45-second, you know, punch. And so that's actually fun for me. I really enjoy being in a group. And I enjoy being by myself too. I think both have good merits. Uh, But I enjoy the the thing at Unbound where it's like everyone's together. Everyone is suffering. Everyone is pushing each other. And unfortunately at the same time the weakest link if they can't keep up they just can't keep up and that's Mm -hmm. what happens and people will like over 24 hours slowly every once in a while we would lose a rider or something like that yeah okay um but if you're racing alone through the desert how how is it i mean it's as i said there there's nothing and uh, no lights and and nothing just you and your bike and and the pain in the legs so <laughs> how is the feeling what goes through your head when you're racing the whole the whole night i actually have a love-hate relationship with riding at night i really do love riding at night i feel like it's an adventure even more than the daytime because you really have no idea what's going on you know you could see a bear or you could see something you may not see during the day and that's pretty neat it also means you can't see the beautiful views maybe that you're going up past and that's kind of a bummer when that happens Mm -hmm. but kind of exciting at the same time i think for me the later part of the night is the hardest like before sunrise but not quite there it's feels like the most tough point in every ultra for me is unless I'm with people and I'm like really hammering or you know going fast like maybe I did at Unbound at Badlands I was having a couple of those times where I just felt you know like am I even going to be able to finish and when I experience that I have to tell myself and like you know change my mindset when I catch myself falling into that negative space or negative attitude I will like totally stop everything I'm thinking and and change and be like okay you are gonna finish this is not that bad you've done worse you know (laughs) I have to like coach myself through it but it's definitely um it's tough when you're feeling down I know a lot of people can say the same in, in a short ride so when when you're riding for three days it can be really hard in those low moments but positive talk for me is super important but is it more the motivation side that 
where you drop in a hole or are you sometimes even scared being alone in the desert? You know, I didn't really feel scared. I think I felt a little bit of fear just being out there in the unknown in a place I've never been to by myself. But I wasn't scared that I couldn't handle it. I knew that I could take and do whatever would come to me. Um, mm -hmm. And the motivation for me, I'm very competitive. So, you know, even though I may be a little bit worried about the situation, I will keep going because I have a very competitive nature and I, I want to get to the finish first. So yeah. if I, you know, if I have that in the back of my mind, that is what will keep me going. Okay. And what happened if, if something happens? Yeah, like a mechanical, if yeah, something um, were to happen, you know. A, a crash or something or you're, uh, you're getting injured and being alone in the desert? I think if there is something like that, I if I'm injured to the point where I can't ride, you know, that's one thing I, I have. I know that if something were to happen, I have, I paid for the insurance and the, like the people will come and get me, get me with a helicopter, you know, okay. um, if I'm by myself and I, you know, I crash and I have to get myself up and wipe myself off and keep going, you know, there's a problem with my bike. I'm not going to let it get to me too hard because it could happen to anybody. And the race is so long that 10 minutes spent fixing or dealing with that issue Even 30 minutes is really not that big of time in the grand scheme of things. So it's it's really not too bad. If it's a shorter race, like 24 hours or something, that's when you know I might be a little bit more nervous yeah. that I might lose ground because of that. Okay. So that sounds sounds good. And you're you're able to to repair your whole your whole bike on the on the race? Because I'm not able yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I don't know if I am really able to. You know, I, I have all of the things that for most, you know, mechanicals that might happen. Although, you know, if a spoke broke, I, I could figure it out. I would, mm -hmm. you know, wrap it around another spoke or whatever. Um, there are definitely some things, though, that I probably wouldn't be able to fix. I'm not really sure what those are, but I have all of the like parts and you never know. Somebody might come along so on the trail and might be able to help. Hopefully you you won't find it out what you can't fix. Yeah, hopefully I won't find it out. That's right. <laughs> so you finished Badlands at second. Are you happy with that place? Yeah, I. it's taken me a while to be, be okay with that place. I really wanted to win, but it really was my first long distance ultra past 24 hours so mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to expect I was competing against Lael Wilcox who is basically the best ultra cyclist in the women's field and even in against men she does very well and I am a new greener new to the sport kind of <laughs> uh, although I've been riding for 10 years she has been doing ultra racing for just as long or ultra riding yeah. so I, I have to be okay with that because you can't You know, you can't win overnight and yeah. it takes a little bit of time to to accept the fact that I, you know, I, I didn't get to the finish. My time and riding was faster, but my stop time was more. So that's something that I can work on. It's like very tangible for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like I was a slower rider in the end. So that that is some consolation. But yeah, I am happy with second place and I can't, you know, I can't wait to do the next one to see how I can improve. Yeah. 
So you had a super successful year winning the um, the Unbound XL and uh, now you, the, the BC Bike Race Gravel. How much is experience in the Badlands and how much is the fitness and the, the racing? Is it even possible to win such a race, such a long race with with uh, so many different challenges in the first year because i mean second second place in the first year this is this is incredible mm, thank you i think you know experience is it goes a long way i also think that the mental attitude goes a long way too you know there are other women and there are other people who join in and have success in their first couple years in ultra racing and those people oftentimes have been riding for a long time. You know, they didn't just wake up one day and say they were going to ride for 500 <laughs> miles or, uh, you know, a thousand kilometers or whatever. Um, but I think there, you definitely need experience on the bike and especially in something like Badlands and, and also something like BCBR gravel stage race, like th those require bike skills. And when you're fatigued and tired, your bike skills need to continue to hold up and be able to ride even when you're fatigued. And I think that those for me have taken years to develop and I thrive in that environment. And I really enjoy that when I'm racing. And I think, you know, maybe if you're doing the, the like cross country bike route in the U S it's road for me, that seems super boring. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't necessarily need a lot of experience to do that. So it's sort of yeah. different, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, as you said, you're just coming back from the BCBR gravel um, and you won it. So, could you please explain the format? Because I know how the mountain bike, uh, BC bike race format is, and it's one of the best mountain bike stage r races I've ever done. But how is, uh, mm -hmm. how is the gravel race compared to, to the mountain bike? I haven't done the mountain bike race. I would love to do it one year. I do really like mountain biking. Um, the gravel race, this was its second, second year, and it's five days of racing, and the days themselves are quite short. They are th about three hours of riding almost each day, three to four hours, and they seem on paper like they're going to be easy, but it's <laughs> a lot of elevation gain. So you're basically going up, and then you get to go down for the second half of the race. So it's a lot of like really hard technical uphill riding and then really um, challenging downhill with single track and really loose rock. And it's sort of a desert. It's actually, it is a desert. It's Canada's only desert. I went from Spain's only desert to Canada's <laughs> only desert in the same month, funny. Um, but yeah, it's a five day stage race and each day has a stage that's, you know, three to four hours. Okay. and. How um, difficult are the trails or the tracks compared to to Badlands or to um, to Unbound? Yeah, uh, the riding there is pretty technical. I would still say Badlands had more technical riding because some of it was just unbelievable. Some of the climbs, you know, you would go for an hour and a half to two hours on loose rock, these huge rocks, and it would take you forever. So a lot of people had to walk and things like that. Very rarely was I walking on the BCBR stage race. Occasionally, maybe you missed a, you know, you hit hit a rock and you kind of like had to put your foot down, had to dismount, get back on. Mm -hmm. um, but very rarely did I have to walk. And I would say even less did I have to walk at Unbound XL. It's super mm -hmm. tame. They're, they will send you on a couple different roads that are more technical 
in Unbound, but there's nothing in the state of Kansas that I would consider as technical <laughs> as what's in Spain or, you know, what's in um, in Canada where the, the stage race was. Okay. So after such a successful year, so what is on, on the list for, for next year? Or do you still have some, some races on the schedule for this year? Actually, I do have one more race this year. And typically by this point of the year, I'm really like what we call burnout. I'm mm -hmm. tired of riding my bike. I don't even want to look at it. But I've been really enjoying the new format of racing that I've started doing. And I just, you know, I'm really excited about it. So I want to keep riding. So I, I'm doing a ultra cycling race in uh, Chile oh. at the end of November. Yeah, it's called Across Andes. And mm -hmm. it's like November, last weekend in November is when it starts. And I think that one is 1100K with 15,000 meters of climbing. Yeah. So... Longer than Badlands, a little more elevation. Um, that'll be the last one I do this year. And then I'll take the month of December off to like, I don't know, go skiing and enjoy not <laughs> looking at my bike for a little bit. Okay. And next yeah. year. And so Next year. I don't know yet. <laughs> I guess uh, that's, I think with ultra cycling, you know, they have new races popping up all the time and I'm still really new to the scene of ultra racing and I don't know all the races. And so just sort of like, you know, going what to the places that interest me because they go and they are in these cool, wonderful destinations. So I think um, I've decided maybe potentially, probably I'm going to do Atlas Mountain Race, which is in mm -hmm. Morocco in February. So that's that's a that's big beautiful. one, which is actually, yeah, I've never been to that area of the world. So I'm really excited to see it. Um, it's not that far away from Andes, but I think a little bit of time off and then again, I'm, I'm just really excited about it all. So I'll probably be ready to race. And I think I'm going to do the Traca, which is in Girona. Mm -hmm. Some U.S. racing. Mid-South is one that's really popular. I'll do Unbound again. And then I, I put on a bike race myself called Gravista and that one is oh. in June. So I'll do that. And then who knows after that point, I, I usually take a little bit of time off in the summer just after the bike race I put on and all the racing I do, I kind of need a break. So that gives me some energy for the second half of the season. And then I'm going to go back to Badlands and I'm going to win. So that's, um, <laughs> that's the last, uh, the last thing I have on my calendar, but not the last race I'll do just see what else comes up. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So that sounds like a like a good plan, and I really like the the way you're you're choosing the the races. So I've never been to Morocco, so that could be a cool a cool area to do a bike race. And for, yeah. for me, the bike is a is a tool to get you to places and explore places and experience um, and, and yeah. meet people. And and I really like that you you do it that that way. And I wish you um, good fun in the next. In the next uh, races, and I hope to to talk to you soon again. And um, okay, good luck yeah, with thanks. the last races. Very nice chatting with you. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. I <laughs> bye really bye. enjoyed. Thanks. Bye bye. bye.